everyone, and welcome to episode 58 of Slay the Stars. Last time, Shar and Zem caught up with Shar's family, Kai and Karina. They found Zem's childhood home abandoned, and Kai was able to seemingly restore the mind of headmistress Ristos, which is where we're picking up today. You both watch as Kai kneels down in front of the headmistress and Headmistress seems unconcerned. She quickly took to Kai. Kai's whole aura, as you know, is very calming and reassuring. So that was an easy transition. Um, But in that moment, you see her take this diamond in her hands, and it almost turns into a glowing dust. And she reaches up and she just places her hands on either side of the headmistress's face. And you watch as her eyes, the headmistress's eyes, begin to focus more and more. And she takes a deep breath, and then she stands bolt upright, and she starts looking around everywhere. And she says, Zima? Zima? Where's Zima? Headmistress? Zamira, who? Where am I? You don't remember anything? I, I was trying to get Zima. I'll make some tea. Where am I? Um, am I back in Saltspire? Is she still sitting? No, she's standing up, and oh. she's like looking around the room, panicked. Um, I'm gonna go over and grab her hand. Like, let's let's sit down. There's kind of a lot to go through. I, I... <sighs> Zima's not here. I don't know where Zima is. I... Dalius. Yes. My message that I sent, I I gave to you. I sent I, you. I got the message. I was writing back to you. <clears throat> Um, he cast a spell on you. From what I gather, you were able to get Zima away, but you weren't as lucky. She looks deep in thought, and Kai says, why don't, why don't you sit down? And she has the headmistress sit back down on the the couch and Ristos starts thinking and she's nodding her head. That does sound true. I, I remember we were in the room together. Zima, the, the kids, the kids and Zima were in the room and I knew Dalius was coming. He was outside the door and he was knocking and I had to get them away and you see her go to her pocket and she she puts her hand in her pocket and she pulls out this marble and during the trip you've seen her playing with this marble a couple times you thought it was just a pebble she'd picked up along the way somewhere (laughs) where did you get that (laughs) (laughs) uh And she would just fiddle with it every once in a while in her hand. And it seemed to bring her comfort, and you never thought anything of it. And she holds it up, and she looks around the room, and she's, I'm sorry, I don't, where am I? This is um, a safe place for now. We are in Saltspire. We're in the city. If we're in Saltspire, this is not a safe place. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true, but this 
particular space is as safe as it can be. Who are all these people? Uh, Shark comes in with tea. Um, he hands one to Kai. Close your, close your eyes and hear his voice. Nothing sounds familiar. Nothing feels familiar. Like, don't consider your, your conscious thoughts. She closes her eyes slightly. See, she's a little stiff. She's a little uncertain. Um, I do remember you. She looks at you, Char. I remember... I remember sitting with you. We've had a long journey to get here. Certainly. I mean, I was in more more bail. We caught the whole way back here. I remember so little. Just brief flashes. There was an, another, a taller man. A, an attractive man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pat. Yes. Huh. Now that she is awake, is anybody of us in this room acting odd or confused, perplexed? Like, how Roll is me an acting? insight check. We're doing great, guys. Um, Eleven. Your parents and Karina are standing off to the side, observing the whole thing. Um, your parents in particular look concerned. And worried. Um, Kai is watching the whole thing. And the feeling that you get from her is she's concerned for the headmistress's well-being in this moment. Because it's a lot. Um, But nobody's acting out of the ordinary to you. Okay. Do you want to know what happened? It's a lot and probably pretty shocking. I knew that... Dalius had a plan. I overheard him communicating with someone one night. And I remember in the moments prior, Clay. I I remember, but it's all kind of fuzzy. Tell me what you know. Um, okay. Um, and so I'm, I'm gonna, uh, tell her that he hit her with the feeble mind spell. I'm going to tell her the phrases she kept repeating to me when I first came back to her. Um, I'm going to tell her basically the journey that we've been on since, um, I'm not calling Rafe by name. Okay. Yes, I, this... It makes sense. Do you trust the people in this room? Yes. All of them? Explicitly. It's good enough for me. And she takes the marble and she holds it up in front of her. And she kind of does this motion with her hand. Like if you were going to spin a... um like a basketball on your finger. She does that with the marble and it starts to spin and it starts to glow slightly and it gets larger and larger and larger. When it's about the size of like a, I don't know, dinner plate. 
Um, she tosses it in the air, and there's this, like, shimmering effect, and you see a doorway open in the middle of the room. Uh, what? The whole time? <laughs> the whole time? The whole time? The whole time? Zamira, would you like to co- accompany me? Where? To my home. Where? We'll be right here the whole time. I'll keep an eye out. You can bring him along if you'd like. How long would we be gone? No, no more than a couple moments. I just need to collect a few things. Okay. Shark kind of winks at you. Are you, you? Would you like to come? Coming? Do you... One a moment. Are we coming back? Yes, we'll come back right here. It's up to you. Okay, I'm fascinated by the door from an orb. Okay, let's try this. <laughs> Adorb. Adorb. <laughs> so, um, Ristos turns the large brass handle and a door opens and you see inside there's like a like an entryway with a large chandelier and basically this is a sort of magnificent mansion pocket dimension type situation that you step into with her and she closes the door behind her and all is silent at first and she says okay um, we need to see if there, and before she finishes the sentence, you hear a woman up ahead come around the corner and she's like, oh my God, headmistress. And you see Zima, the dwarf, um, dean of transmutation come running around the corner and she embraces, uh, Ristos and they both start crying. Okay. Shar has the katana pulled. It's just like. Oh, okay. And he puts it away. <laughs> and at that point, they uh, they sort of, they break apart and the headmistress turns to you both and says, I'm sorry, I should have explained more, but I was just desperate to get here. I, I knew this is probably what happened, but I wasn't certain. And at that point, you start seeing other people poking their heads out from around the corner and you see three people. Um students, the students who accompanied Zima and Eva on their trip. Um, and there is a young woman who is a drow. There is a man who is a dwarf and a second person who looks to be human. And they come walking out and they're standing behind the two women and they all look extremely happy and relieved. And uh, Ristos turns to the two of you and says, I sent them here until I could bring them back safely. At least they would have been okay here. That was months ago? Mm. Yeah, a month and a half, two months probably. How... How are you still alive? Zima's like, oh, um, there's food. This place, um, it provides for our needs. Shard just kind of like peeks his head around a corner. Okay. 
Do <laughs> I know any of the students? Uh, yes. So you would recognize Luteo, the dwarf. I'm just going to, like, kind of catch his eye and, like, smile, like... He nods at you, and he's just... He actually, when he catches your eye, he says, Did not expect to see you here. The feeling is very mutual. Heard you were a murderer. He's joking. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the night's still young, I guess. <laughs> it's the middle of the day. <laughs> Recess is like, I'm sure, um, I'm sure you, uh, have some questions. Um, I can answer them for, this is a family relic. Um, it's kind of a pocket dimension. I don't know how familiar you are with these concepts. Shark's just shaking his head. Not incredibly, um, but it seems very useful. Yes, there are magical means to um, create temporary places um, for shelter or storage. This is a stable demiplane? I don't know how else to describe it. I didn't create it. This was created by one of my ancestors. So, regardless of what happens to the object that you carried, it doesn't affect here? No. Because um, you played with that marble a lot. Oh, yes. Uh, that, it, you can do whatever you want. You can shake them. It doesn't change it. But if the marble were to be destroyed, it would be slightly more of a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Shark so, kind of goes and sits down. He finds a, a chair. He's just like... Who? You feel the chair automatically adjust to, like, the exact perfect amount of comfortness? He kind of, like, pats the chair. Thank you. <laughs> Who did you say gave this to you? Oh, it's been passed down in my family. This is a, an long? heirloom. Oh, since right around the... Right around the time when the school was founded. Uh, who was in charge of Annenfell at that point? Uh, I don't... I don't know. Fuck. What? Are you okay? No. I'm glad you're okay. I am. I truly am. I think that this is what happened with the orb. What orb? What are you talking about? Do you need a glass of water? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting concept. You see, like, a floating glass of water come over to you, and it's, like, placed Thanks. in your hand. Thank you, Poltergeist. Leave it to the gods to ensure prison to be so comfortable for oh. themselves. I don't know if this was created by the gods. I actually think that... um so, my um, my ancestor, Estelar Bovaris, he was the one who founded the school. And I think this was one of his creations. Mm hmm Yes. That... I... Mm-hmm. I understand that. Um, there's just a lot we haven't gotten to yet. But we can save that for later. Okay. So, there, 
the school is being occupied currently. Mm, I'm assuming you mean by non-school officials and students. Yeah, like well, the way that armies occupy the land that they con conquer. And who is currently occupying my campus? The person that I had warned you about and his uh, allies. Hey, yeah, that's the word. Can, 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 can we get some more waters, please? You see a, a floating tray of waters comes into the room. I really like this place. I really wish that I would have had Slice this under better cucumber. circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like a floating uh, crudite platter comes in with little vegetables and some dip. What the fuck? Okay, so and he's going to look over at Zima. What do you remember? What what happened from your perspective on all this? Um, the headmistress discovered that Dalius was plotting to get rid of her. Um, and she came to me and she said that we needed to get out, the students and I, but she was worried that Dalius had allies who would try to capture us or kill us to silence us. Um, and so she said that she had a way to keep us safe. I, well, as she's talking to Shar, I'd like to insight check because I have no trust of anyone. Go ahead. Nat 20. Nat 20. So 23. Uh, Zima seems entirely truthful when you're when she's speaking. She looks confused because from her perspective, she didn't really understand. She had no suspicion of Dalius um, in the lead up to that. Um, and so everything happened very quickly and she's been stuck inside of this place for a month and a half to two months. So uh, she's very excited because something new is happening, uh, but also completely out of the loop. Okay. I'm honestly, I'm just ready to go home. <laughs> um, about that. I, I mean, I understand that the school is being occupied, but... When the headmistress returns, they'll have to return control no, to her, so right? what you don't understand is that there's a, a... We're currently in the opening stages of a war. A, a war? I mean, oh, with the drow, that's... I mean, yes, maybe, but the missing child and the orc nation uh, has been rising up a bit, but a war, that's... That's silly. We've moved past all of this. No. No, we haven't. And there's a lot more at play. Um... So, Annenfell is not safe at all anymore. At all. Risos is like, I mean... The the elves are the most advanced civilization on this continent. There's 
They were. I really wish the tech thoughts m- move uh, worked it, like in reverse. <laughs> like I wish I could project thoughts. <laughs> just, just the delivery of that one. They were moving on. It's <laughs> <laughs> so dwelling on sad things. <laughs> it hurts a little bit, but that's amazing. I okay so. When we got there, we were barely allowed in. Uh, I don't even know how we talked our way in. Um, they were under orders, under a, what some protections. Dalius found us there as well. There is... Ugh, I just, I don't... I think we have to tell them everything. Okay, look, long story short, more bail, not safe. Annenfell, not safe. Saltspire, not safe. You know what? Nowhere is safe anymore. Um, So, king is dead, princess is gone, the most powerful wizard in the nation is now currently actively fighting to destroy the world. That's about where we're at right now. What? I don't understand. You mean Isten? Yep, that one. Is with Dalius. Why would he be? They hate each other. Well, they have a common goal. What is this goal that they would that would draw these two together? Isten is eccentric and obsessed with his own power, but he always worked very closely with the royal family in Enenfell. Yeah, again, King is dead. Do you remember? Hedgard is dead. Ugh, let's just rip the band-aid. The gods are not as far as we thought. The gods. Okay, um, Zamira, I... You have always been a very bright student. And I should have put a stop to you spending time with Dalius early on in your career. But, my dear, if the gods are indeed true and alive they care very little for this plane or have very little control over it can you demonstrate yeah sure um sure lights up i'm sorry what <laughs> how how what did you do the he activated the asmr yeah i know she's that's what she's she was like i'm sorry what is happening yeah so apparently um <laughs> They've had a lot of influence on this world. And he's like talking with like the sunbeams <laughs> out of hilarious. his eyes. I had intended for you to cast a spell that you couldn't possibly have otherwise had. Um, but I guess we're just going full fucking Monty on this. So We have so little time. You're showing your ass. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And then like my wings pop out. I need to sit down. I'm already sitting down. I, <laughs> I, don't... Need, to, I need to sit down again. <laughs> I need to sit down further. And you see like... A floating tray with like a damp, warm cloth come out. And she picks it up and she's like patting her forehead with it. Um, and Char goes over and just uh, calm emotions. Just cast. Again. I'm sorry. Are you. I and have the strangest feeling. You, you've done this. To yeah, me you before. touch her arm to <laughs> cast calm emotions. She looks at you and she says, Your presence is comforting yeah, the, the the lights go off he's like it's all right 
what are you? That's a really good question. <laughs> I'm, I'm Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know exactly where we're going with this. Joke's on you. I'm definitely not Batman. <laughs> I'm not rich. I'm, I'm not athletic. <laughs> You're a monk, bitch. <laughs> I am the klutziest monk that ever monked. <laughs> and she looks over at Zamira and she's like, you are terrifying. Thanks. In your visage. Um, what are the two of you? A little of this and a little of that. It's not important. It it does seem to be of some importance. It doesn't change what's happening. What's happening is that there is an object of power that is being... Experimented on right now. It is of utmost importance that what is contained in this object of power remains contained. And Dalius and Istin are currently in your school attempting to crack this thing open and release what is inside. I don't know how to stop them. I don't know what to do. Um, so it's your turn, tag bitch. <laughs> uh, um, I don't say that. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> the tag bitch is Jen. <laughs> so let's jump back a minute. What do you guys know of the garden? Um, Any of you. And he like kind of looks over at uh, Zima and the other three students. You would notice that the students have not said a word the entire time. Um, they, they're in chairs on chairs. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> freaked out. They're scared. Their knowledge of magic is pretty limited. Um, and right, so... I'll, I'll see their expression and I'll like tuck the wings. Tuck, yeah. tuck, them, tuck them away. Yeah. Uh, and... The headmistress says, um, well, uh, we don't deal with them often. They don't really need magical assistance. Um, I, I know that they train fighters there. They're rather powerful. Uh, they select students from all over Vela. Um, I know that they're... Their leader, uh, Ulrich, is a very powerful fighter himself. He was. A good man, from everything I've heard. Not incredibly bright, but strong and a good leader. What do you mean, was? He's not here anymore. As in he stepped down or he died? He was killed. It's best to be direct. Um, he was killed by... People in a faction that worked within the garden that are also now working with Dalius and Istin. How does Dalius even know these people? Dalius has always been obsessed with power. I think that I know that. And like, I say this a little accusatory because I kind of can't help myself. You know, I think that everyone has always just thought that he was silly and couldn't amount to much with divination. But... And not only was he able to hide how powerful he was from all of you, he probably hid most of his connections from everybody else. Because he was there on the night that some people were trying to get a hold of us. He's done things that 
shouldn't be possible. Certainly, the spell that was cast on me, uh, I theoretically would be incredibly powerful. I don't even know if I could cast that spell. How did he become so powerful? I've worked with the man for decades. To be honest, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm a little afraid to get near him because he wants me to be, to continue to be his protege. He wants me on his side and I cannot. How are we going to, you're saying, I'm sorry, there's so much. How are we going to stop them? I don't honestly know. All I know is that I, I can't not try. I just, I don't know how to get into the school. It's just been us, just us for so long. Alone. I can get you into the school. We tried. No, but I can get you into the school. Are you going to put us in the marble and roll us in? No, but there is a back door. There was a back door? I don't know. The whole time? The whole time? No, it's... <laughs> Do you think the headmistress doesn't have a way into the school? We've been dealing with a lot! <laughs> it may, I mean, it makes sense. I just... Uh, I don't know. But I don't know what we'll find when we get there. I think that we all need to prepare ourselves. I, I don't know where the students are, if they're even still there, and I just really, really hope that they're okay. And I don't even know if any of the students would have sided with Dalius or Istin. The students probably would have sided with whatever kept them alive. Uh, could we involve the authorities? We could go to the council? <laughs> Unfortunately, my mother owns the authorities, or at least enough of them that we cannot be sure. And she's on their side, naturally, because power and money, what else could be more important? This seems to be quite the tangled mess. That's, yes, that is an accurate depiction. The, the other people um, outside, who are, who helped me? Who? I'm sorry, Samira, but I don't think that curing something like this is in your wheelhouse. It isn't. It was not me. Um, her name is Kai. She's originally from the Bellwood. Yes, we've been trying to make inroads with the Bellwood for many, many centuries. Well, I don't know about all that, but I... Sh that's not... She... She's someone that we met in our travels. Um, she saved us from wolves. Garden members. Garden members. She's been an ally since we met her. And quite powerful. She could be helpful. What about the others? Who are they? Um, that's, that's my parents. And also... Are they like you? Do they also light up? No. No, they don't. Okay. So we have the four of us, the students who I would rather not involve, Agreed. and this Kai. Do any of them object when we, like, immediately are counting them out? Or are they like, thank 
god. Roll me an insight check. Can I also make that check? You can also make the check. It was, an, it was a nat one. 20. Dirty. <laughs> uh, Zem, you're not paying attention because you're excited and you're hanging on the headmistress's every word because, like, this person is sort of like an idol to you. Yeah. Um, and so you're excited to finally have her on your side. And, like, even knowing the odds you're against, like, this is like, <gasps> like, we there might be a shot. Shar, uh, you are looking at these students and you notice that the drow and the human seem completely like scared they're not they're not like trying to jump in they're just sort of like yep we're students we don't want to die like <laughs> you're right if uh, the headmistress is worried we shouldn't be involved but you see the dwarf luteo the one who spoke with zem at the mention of not being involved his lips like tighten a little bit he doesn't speak out of turn he doesn't say anything but he seems like he wants to help. That's the feeling you get. Shar's looking at the three of them. Where's you guys' families? Um, the dwarf says, uh, my family's from Warbale. That's why I was chosen for this trip. I was going to help kind of liaise with Zima. Did you see them before briefly so they were okay from the solstice catastrophe yes, yes. that's I'm, good i lost my grandmother but my my parents and my younger brother are okay so i guess i can't be that upset i'm sorry to hear about your grandmother she was a, a good person the human person says um i'm actually from here from salt spire grew up in the salt uh in the spice fair uh and the drow woman says um i was also from salt spire um so i could just kind of book it and go stay at home until this is all taken care of <laughs> Salt Spire is incredibly not safe. She looks at you and she's like, are you saying that you think we're in danger? No, I'm saying that you booking it back home is not the smart thing to do. Yet. Well, then where should we go? I think that this is something that we need to discuss. I don't have a clear answer. Sure, I was going to interrupt if... Um, Zima and Ristos were talking. Yeah, they're kind of, they're muttering um, together, starting to get a little bit of a plot together, talking about if there are any of the other deans who they might be able to trust, uh, discussing about, you know, if they go through the back door um, into the headmistress's quarters, you know, what would they do if there was somebody there? Are they doing this quietly? Should they put on a grand display and try to draw people out? They're just muttering i think that as of right now our stronghold should be in more bail and i think zima and luteo yeah luteo mm -hmm. have connections there they could probably be the most beneficial help there 
I know that was originally the plot, but now we have different reasons for them being there. And I know that, and I cannot remember her name. What was her name again? The head of the Morbale, like the governor. Toss Lane. I know that Toss Lane can use as much help as possible right now. At the mention of going home to Morbale and Toss Lane and stuff like that, Zima gets this like almost far away look in her eyes a little bit. And she says, I would, I would like to be here to at least see to the school. I love Morbale, but Stellium is my home. It's just for now. I mean, traveling back there would take so long, though. Well, it doesn't need to. The headmistress looks up and she's like, I mean, if we could get to the teleportation to the, circles, to the teleportation circle, we could get you back much faster, assuming it's not guarded. So if we can all make it in. Okay, so we know we need to get into the school. Yes. We leave them in the McMansion. And until we get to the teleportation, and we bring them out and we send them. It's a we heavily guarded room, but they are at in more bail but you know they would allow them and I honestly think that all of them should go look Toslane is well guarded and she will treat you as allies because she needs as many as she can the headmistress thinks for a moment she says I had I've had many meetings with Toslane she's a, a good person um I remember her. Did she look after me for a time? She did. I would be okay with sending Zima and the students if we can get to the circle. But we might also want to use some of Zima's talents before we do so. Shor's going to stand up and walk to the other room. He's going to pull out the ring to Rafe. Like, hey, um... How's it going? Where you at? Do you need anything? Roll me a percentile dice. Fuck. Oh, there it is. 56? Okay, it goes through. You get a response back. Um, we have a problem. I don't want to alarm you, but I think... We need to meet up in person. Where are you? I only got the one. Zem has a message. <laughs> Shara's gonna quietly kind of grab Zeb, pull her to the other room. Okay, I need you to message Rafe and ask him, tell him where we're at right now. I.e. my house. He need. He said that there's a problem and we might need to meet up. And if he's fucking with me right now, I will never forgive him. <laughs> the headmistress is like, is everything okay? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you seem very upset. Can I help you? Do you need some tea, dear? Short walks away. Yeah. <laughs> Honey and lemon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see little tray. 
with like a little ceramic tea kettle with like flowers and stuff on it and little teacups and saucers. I'm going to call it Casper. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure I was going to go into like how the garden is laid out. Like, okay, so they're really strong through here. And this is who's at, at the top. He's going to go through like the list of the people that are at the garden. Um, he's going to go over, I don't know where to go. Like Genevieve's now the grandkeeper. She's like, I'm sorry. I don't know much about the structure of the garden. So this is all news to me. And I only really knew Ulrich because he ran it. Um, Ulrich was a good man. He was. And I don't understand how Genevieve was picked as his successor. But she is directly responsible for his murder. If she was able to kill Ulrich, she must be quite strong. Yeah. My response is, I'm in a marble, which is in Char's childhood home. Ristos is awake. It's taking too long to bring up to speed. Are you safe? He quickly responds back with, No. I am going to try to find you tonight. Stay in one place. And then there's like a pause and you think the message is over. And he says, I, I care for you very much. Um. Question. Is that still the same message, or did he send a new message that was "I care for you very much"? No, it was the same message. Okay, okay. There was a there was a pause in that message that led you to believe like he was debating like Should I say, what am I gonna say? I care for you very much. Roll me an insight check. Uh, Fourteen. You definitely get the feeling, based on that, uh, he seemed scared. Mm-hmm. We don't have um, any sending or um, any That's not true. thing like that, do we? We do have a scroll of sending. We do have one scroll of sending. You do. What are the rules on sending? Is this, is this the same sending? It's the same thing. 25 okay. words, yep. I need it. Okay, it's yours. Shara's going to go through with the... The Zima, the students, and Risto. So, like, okay, what is our inventory? Like, what stuff do you guys have in here that can be brought out to the actual world? I don't mean to say that this is the actual world. Is it the actual world? We're in a bubble. It's complicated. You're in a bubble. Think of it this way, okay? The Vela is a large bubble. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. And inside of that bubble, I've created a another bubble. Right. A small bubble. Yes. It's It's sort of... Part of the big bubble, but not. I understand. Yes. So we are in the small bubble right now. Okay. So what can be brought out of the small bubble into the bigger bubble? Uh, basically nothing that didn't come in the bubble with them, which was very little. So what, and he looks over to the group, what was brought into the bubble bubble? Uh, Zima is like, um, well, the headmistress said not to bring most of our things um, because then it would be suspicious. Um, so uh, we have our clothing, a couple of the things that were in our, our packs, some trinkets from home, but nothing really useful. Okay, okay. 
Okay, okay. We're gonna need to get you guys spell supplies too. All right. Um, and short things for a minute, and he's sitting down. Like he sits down on the floor, like cross-legged, like thinking. How about a hypothetical question to take you guys off of the fact that we're in a terrible situation? He's going to list off the components that was in Dalius's box that was ordered. Mm, he said, mm-hmm. hypothetically, what could you do with that material? With just a stupid amount of incense and a bunch of ivory? Yeah, and he's going to pull out one of the incense, like, say, that level of standard, for example. Uh, Zima's looking at it. She's like, huh, this is high-quality incense. It could be used for a casting. How much did you say there was? I don't remember exactly. Like, Arthur doesn't remember. It but was, like, thousands of yeah, gold pieces. Yeah, it was pieces. a lot. It was, like, stupid amount. Like, he's going to go over the diameters of the box and, like, how much was actually in there with the ivory and the incense. This is a lot of ivory, too. Quite expensive and illegal. Yeah. So, hypothetically, what could you do with this level of stuff? Zima's like... Assuming that the spellcaster had the capability to cast, say, a feeble mind, for example. The headmistress looks over and says, Um, well, I knew that Dalius was working on some new divination spells. Um, we require that our deans do uh, research on the side, right, to further uh, the educational options of our students, um, to further magical uh, means. And, um, he was, he told me about a spell he was working on that would immediately be able to tell you uh, how do i describe this like a, like a sword of legend right you would you would take the sword and you would do this ritual and then it would give you all the in- you you would immediately be flooded with the information about the sword what it does who created it what are the stories surrounding the magical so artifacts. arthur's just a moron because i know what legend lore is <laughs> <sighs> so he was trying to use that on the orb and Shar's gonna like backtrack like when this was ordered none of this was in place yet so this was being planned for maybe years uh, I suppose so could also be that you're drawing connections that aren't there maybe there were other artifacts what other artifacts need that level of understanding to them is there anything that you can think of not off the top of my head. Nothing. I mean, we have artifacts in the school, but we know the stories about them. I don't think it would be necessary for him to be casting these spells. It could be that he was working on this orb. Maybe maybe casting the spell would tell him how to open it or disarm it. Okay. You guys were in Moorvale at the... Um, did you guys go into the armory? Yes, we were initially allowed in, and I did uh, see some of the things there. They said that um, one of the golems had come alive at some point. Yeah, that hurt. What? You triggered the golem? Indirectly, yeah. It was Del that triggered the golem. I know. He's not saying that. (laughs) I'm aware. (laughs) I just didn't know if you remember that. No, I I do actually remember that very vividly Uh (laughs) because they got angry at us for, you can't see visibility with (laughs) 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 Um, I'm curious why you said that they shouldn't dispel the crown enchantment. 
Oh, um, well, my thinking behind that was they just wanted to dispel it. Um, and dispelling magic, while a difficult science, is not necessarily on the same level of creating something like a golem. My concern was that without its orders to protect the crown, it would just go berserk and kill everyone in Morbell. Morbell. I can't talk. I didn't even think about that. Yes. So, I was going to spend more time thinking about if we could find a way to control the golem ourselves. Um, Not ourselves, but the the people of Morbell, obviously. Um, And then I got word of Dalius' treachery and had to deal with that and sort of got pushed off to the side. I like the golem as a backup plan. Yes, certainly. If if Morbell is in trouble and... Toslane needs help, it would be nice to be able to control the golem. And who knows, there may be other golems hidden somewhere within the old city. Yeah. Shara's going to be hurt a little bit. He's just like, I didn't even think about the safety of the people, like, this entire time. Son of a bitch. I'm ready with my with my sending. All right, what are you sending? Don't you dare give up. I'm not saying goodbye. Come home to me, whatever it might take. Tell me what to do. Where to go? Panic. Uh, his response comes back. Just stay where you are. I'm coming to you. Don't worry about me. <clears throat> Keep yourself safe. I'm going to make him give me more messages the next time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we stay... Wait a minute. We're in a bubble bubble. Does time interact differently in the bubble bubble? No. We've been in here a while. Well, I so to be completely honest, I don't understand exactly how this works. I think that at one point in time, there were probably ways to control things like the passage of time and the exact layout of the inside of the bubble and where different doors lead. And this was probably a very useful space. I find every time I'm here, something new, a new little alcove, maybe a new trinket. Um, There are doors that are locked that shouldn't be. I think that there are secrets here that I don't understand. Okay, I'm just gonna ask it. Uh, can I have a map, please? Nothing happens. Okay. An instruction manual? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a bit of a how-to guide? <laughs> DIY? <laughs> a book. Yeah. Are you? Mansion for dummies. <laughs> Sentient? <laughs> can you flash the lights yes for one? One for yes, two for no? It Are we inside? Well. I honestly pictured us as being like outside in a garden. No, you're inside right okay. now. In like a study area. There's like a <laughs> large was outside in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> like it just, it just, I don't know. In my mind, it was, anyway. <clears throat> I think um, we need to have more discussions and we should probably involve Kai. And we need to figure out a way to get into the academy because... Whatever's happening, we clearly need to stop it. And if we can take back Stellium, we have a fighting chance. Agreed. Okay, so I'm going to go out first, just to give it a 30 count before you send anybody else out. Just make sure. Certainly, that makes sense. Okay. 
Charlotte's going to leave. Door opens. You step out into the room. You see your family still there and Karina. <laughs> Just dramatic pause. Um. Anyway, I would like for you to roll me a perception check. Sure. Um. Hold on. I think it it bumped. Come on. Well, I rolled a two. So. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> perception. Shard's um, parents are secretly the evil ones. <laughs> do you know how amazing that would be? Uh, 13. Shard, you step out. You see your family is sitting there. Kai, Karina. They're all whispering to each other. And they turn to look at you. And your mom smiles a bit. And you happen to look behind them. There's a window. Um, and out the window, you see someone standing there. Wait, just like on the, we're on the third floor. Sixth. <laughs> Sixth floor. They're just standing there? Yes. Like they scaled the side of the building. Do I recognize them or are they like clad in black? You rolled 13. You don't know. You don't recognize them through the darkness. Uh, well, hold on. I, I have a spell for this. I want short a guiding bolt. <laughs> I'm just gonna... hit this person and knock them to their death. I'm going to use invisibility and run to the, like, the window. Invisibility? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Just, like, pop, like, goes away. <laughs> Your mom's looking at you, and she's like, oh, sure. And then you go invisible, and they start looking around, very confused. Karina stands up to walk over to the door to I see what's happening. <laughs> oh, <you're sure. laughs> she's like, what the hell? And she, like, hits the floor. I'm like, because I'm like dead sprinting to the window. I need to know who this is because I need to know how to interact. I've got like 30 seconds. Are you opening the window or are you leaving the window closed? When you no, I'm there? leaving it closed. Like, do I recognize the person that is there? Okay. As you get up to the window, you see that the person has their hands on the bottom of the window. Like they're getting ready to open it quietly. And it's Xander. I wish we were recording faces right now because y'all would not believe is the sound of the mask I just put on my face <laughs> Shar like drops invisibility and just stares at him like furious roll me an insight check you've got like not a lot of time before I come witch bolt this <laughs> what am I writing rolling again insight <laughs> I'm just furious. I'm sorry. Uh, 20, 30. He looks shocked to see you, but also not shocked at the same time. And then he runs. You see him just sort of like shift out of vision. And if you look down, you see him basically run down the side of the building and start booking it. What what direction? Like, which end of the city? Like, towards the... Oh, what's it called? Um, like, because we're in the entertainment district, technically. You are on the eastern side of the city. He's running west. Towards the... Uh, towards where Stellium is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. And Shark kind of, like, kicks the air. <laughs> Go! <laughs> Are you following? 
where's <clears throat> I'm gonna jump up to the roof and run after I'm on the rooftops, yeah. Okay. You start running. Zem, you finish your 30 count. You come out of the door. You see that the window is open and Char's family, his parents are leaning out like like looking and they look scared. And Kai is sort of standing there with her hand over her mouth a little bit. And Karina is just like, did he push me? Like, what the hell? Um, when I come out, I'm going to see everything. I'm just going to, like, so his parents look confused. Karina looks perturbed. And Mm -hmm. Kai's the only one that looks like, what the fuck? Like, like she kind of has it together. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to look at her. I'm just going to say, where? Uh, Kai? Um, he, he ran out the window. He went up. We're, there's seven levels. We're on the sixth. I thought you were on the third. No, the third no, is mine. Oh, the third that is yours. Fault, gotcha, I gotcha, got gotcha. Okay. Um, At that point, the headmistress comes out and she's like, what is everybody so upset about? Where is Char? <laughs> Charlemagne? <laughs> um... And Zima closes the door behind her and the headmistress just takes her hands and kind of like pushes them together and the door recedes and floats into her hand and she takes the... So the children are still in the orb. The children are still in the orb. Um, And Zima's like, I don't understand what's going on. And at that point in time, um, Char, you've been chasing Xander for a minute or so. You're running full speed, and you're keeping up with him. And he hasn't ducked into the shadows yet. When there is, like, a good space to, like, skid stop just to see if he interacts, I'm going to do it. Okay. You skid to a stop, and you see just up ahead, Xander turns down an alley. How close? Maybe 60 feet. <sighs> Fuck. He's going to slowly walk like on the rooftops, like towards that alley and just kind of look down. Mm-hmm. When you get there, Xander looks up at you and he has a look on his face of just sadness. And he says, you shouldn't have followed me. You shouldn't have run. You should have known that you couldn't catch me if I didn't want you to follow. Yeah. Zem, at this point, you hear a boot on the door of the apartment. Get in the marble! (laughs) Everyone in the marble! (laughs) Everyone out! A second boot. The door comes exploding open. And that is where we're cutting this episode. Thanks, everybody. Fuck. (laughs) Off. (laughs) 
Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Slay the Stars. This month, we're promoting our friends over at Lost Guide Games and their Kickstarter for their new game, Neon Shadows. Our very own DM Leah is playing in their playtest group, and you can find the streams from those games on YouTube at Lost Guide Games. That's L-O-S-T-G-U-I-D-E-G-A-M-E-S. And now, here's the promo. on okay well i'm i'm just gonna assume it's on hi hi my name is yarrow um and i am using this aether recorder to record our thoughts my thoughts and the going on of the city and my little my little group of friends we are all trying to just gain something i mean some of us are trying to make a change in the city and some of us are just trying to learn who we are i mean we all i guess we all have a reason for being here we all have our own desires but we're going to be using this to record our thoughts and what we're doing and the goings-on in the city because there's just always so much from Aether changing the flora and fauna to sometimes the people are strange. And, I mean, of course, there's everything going on with the sun courts and the moonlights, and it's, uh, it's just so much. So we're going to be using this to record our thoughts. So, yeah. Neon Shadows is a collaborative TTRPG using a card-based system we created here at Lost Guide Games called DICE. It is made for two to six players and boasts a robust narrative system where all you need are your friends, a deck of standard playing cards, and you get to enter into the world of the city in the valley and become one of its nine shades just trying to make a difference. Kickstarter comes out August 1st, and we hope to see you there. Intro music by Isaac Viers. Character designs by Cam Gonzalez. Produced by Leah Hemrick, graphics designer Jen Kearney, and audio engineer Arthur Polino.